this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Chris Burns. Chris is a passionate marketing professional with 20 years of experience. He is a digital marketing consultant, entrepreneur, published author, and father of three. Chris owns four small businesses, ranging from tourism, hospitality, and now telematics, GPS, and safety. Chris and his partner, Rob, co-founded Midwest Fleet and Safety four years ago as a result of big corporations continually disappointing and frustrating their clients. Their team identified gaps in the marketing place, including service, communication, and supplementing with safety products. Midwest Fleet and Safety provide products such as GPS trackers, backup cameras, dash cams, and a variety of safety solutions that help businesses build efficiency and profitability. Hey, Chris, uh, thank you for uh, joining us here on TED Speaks today. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Uh, I am uh, very good, and I'm excited about what we're going to talk about here because I think you have something that may be able to help some of our safety professionals and their organizations. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So, Chris, how did you get started uh, into the fleet and safety industry, and why? Great question, Ted. You know, I have a marketing background. I've been in marketing for 20-plus years and uh, really just an entrepreneur, true and true. And Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who approached me uh, a little over four years ago, and he was telling me about his business, and he had been in telematics, which... For those of you that that may or may not know, it's GPS tracking, tracking devices for fleets and commercial fleets. And so I had, by osmosis, just learned about what that industry was like. And I said, hey, that's that's really cool. It's very interesting. And he said, you know, the problem for me is that I'll show up as an installer, third-party installer for these companies, and the product's not there. Or 
the customer's mad at me and I'm the third party contractor from the manufacturer and they're, they're upset with me because the customer service, the promise, their revolving contracts, just a number of reasons why they're just frustrated with the comp- these big corporations and they feel more like a, a number than they do a client. And so he said, you know, man, if I was in this business, I would do this. If I was in this business, I would do that as a, a reseller or a retailer of GPS telematics products. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, we could do that. And so we just had a couple of casual conversations, never thinking anything about it. And the more I learned about the industry, the more I, I realized that there were gaps. And I was shocked that companies like Verizon and AT&T couldn't fill these voids that the customers wanted. And it, it almost felt like these companies were just too big to really provide the service that the customers wanted. And unfortunately, clients didn't really have a lot of other choices out there. And so we started the business. And I said, wow, there is tremendous opportunity for us to provide a very high level of customer service, which is important to us, to educate people and inform them what what their best options are, and to serve them rather than to take advantage of them. And um, it was uh, about six months worth of conversations and research until I realized that there was a lot of opportunity here And I went from a marketing and operations expert to someone who now lives and breathes the the fleet, the safety, the telematics side of the world. Yeah, that's an interesting journey there. You wanted to take something that you saw of interest and apply your background. And just like you said, focus it more on the customer's needs, which didn't seem to be happening. Is Is that kind of it in a nutshell, right? Yeah, yeah, really. And I was excited because I saw that there were, in the future, other opportunities as well to provide additional services and or products that companies may want and may need. I won't get ahead of myself, but I I could certainly extend that story into, you know, what brought us into safety. Well, yeah, actually... um... Why don't you kind of explain to our listeners the fit into safety and that industry, if you could briefly? Yeah. So it was kind of interesting. I, I've worked in a, in a marketing company in more of a sales position. So I found myself being a consultant where I would ask a lot of questions. So when I got started in the telematics space, I would sit down with prospects and I'd just ask questions about their current business, their current need what's happening, where the trends are. And I heard the word safety come up multiple times in in a sentence, let alone in a conversation. So I walked away thinking, you know, how do we provide these safety options? And the things that were coming up was, man, our insurance premium has skyrocketed or, you know, we have accidents on the job site. Um, People get hurt. Um, Things get lost. Things get stolen. But a lot of it came down to safety. And what I learned was that companies were all saying the same thing. If we have safety or higher safety standards, our employees are bound to be, just by virtue, more efficient. And if they're more efficient, they're more productive, they're getting more done in a day, man, we might be able to take on more clients. We might be able to do more in a day. Um, And at the end of the day, if they are more productive, what that typically yields is more profitability. Not always, but in a lot of cases. So when companies look at the numbers, they say, wow, we we were 5% higher, 10% higher. 
And what companies usually do with more profits is they buy more resources for their employees. They offer bonuses. And so we started researching and investigating how can we focus on the safety side. And it just so happens my business partner is more of a, a hardware engineer, camera engineer by trade. And one of the issues was a construction company we met with. He said, one of the, the biggest issues we have is safety within telehandlers. And I'm, I'm sure, Barb and Ted, you guys know about this. Telehandler is a piece of construction equipment that has very minimal to limited vis- visibility for the operator. Has many blind so spots. So when you're in a tele... Many blind What's spots. That? It has many blind spots. Yeah. And when you're in there, um, it can be challenging because you, you don't know your full surroundings. So you feel very uncomfortable. You either have to get out or you have to strain your neck. You're always on the swivel. And although you're trying to pay attention, you may be slightly distracted. But also there's another element is that you could be 100% aware of your surroundings, but those around you may not be. And so we had heard very unfortunate stories that people were injured, um, severely injured. Um, They were running over job boxes or other pieces of equipment. Um, I've even heard the story where death has happened on job sites, and that is extremely sad and unfortunate. So the question becomes, we would ultimately make any kind of investment we can to protect our people first and foremost, because that's what safety is about. And then second, um, we want to protect our assets. And if, if we're doing those, we feel like we're going to be more efficient. So my business partner said, what if we just put a couple of cameras on there? And they said, well, what would that do? And they said, well, we could put a four camera system system on this telehandler with a seven to eight inch LCD monitor by the steering wheel, and it would give the operator a full 360-degree bird's-eye view of their surroundings, limited to actually no blind spots whatsoever. So what happened was they, they tested one, and they said, wow, this is awesome. The operators loved it because they didn't have to stop and start. They didn't have to yell or strain their voice or their neck. They felt confident operating. And then what happened was a lot of the, um, the supervisors would say, hey, we got to get, we want the telehandler with the cameras on. And so then they're like, well, we'll order 10 more. And next thing you know, we sell 150 of them. And then the next thing you know, the company says, we're going to make it mandatory for all of our subcontractors to have this camera system. And it, it's not that we have the best camera system. It's that the level of safety that and, and productivity that this company has enjoyed because of mechanism that they've we've installed for them has yielded that kind of benefits that they wanted to make an investment but they also know that they have contractors on their job sites and they're at the same level of safety that this company is they know that there's going to be a lot of efficiency fewer deadlines clients are going to be happy and so we have a wide variety of construction companies that are doing this uh, we also have warehousing and logistics companies that are doing this for forklifts um, a, a great story I have about that is I have a friend who's in the industry. He called me one day, we're having lunch, and he said, man, I, I had two accidents in two weeks, both totaling about $25,000 in damage. Hmm. Now, for a company that's, you know, I'm going I'm to guess north of $20 million, that is not that big of a deal. However, it adds up, right? So you got three to four people stopping what they're doing to clean up a mess to make sure someone's okay attending to them, fixing things, possibly more. And you're multiplying that by four people or five people. 
Another incident where someone had ran into a wall, caused another $15,000 worth of damage. Again, multiple people had to stop their job. And so you build all these inefficiencies and obviously you got the safety standpoint and it, it causes so many issues more than what people think. And Ted, you and I had this conversation is yep. the damage done to the wall may be $15,000, but the additional losses could be an additional 10 to 15, just in terms of someone's hurt, hospital right. bills, insurance. When you look at the cetera, indirects, right? all the indirect costs that go along with that usually are four to seven times the incident itself. Yeah. That's the thing that a lot of the, the small operators that, you know, maybe a couple million and lower kind of forget. They, they look at the, those instant costs of, well, that wall is going to cost me ten to 15000 But we often forget that you've got five or six employees who are now half a day not doing their job because they're cleaning up a mess. And you know, nobody really enjoys that either. So that can hurt employee morale along with a lot of other things as well. What type of industries uh, do you focus on within now? We talked a little bit about construction and a little bit about um, logistics. How about uh, in the manufacturing facilities and stuff like that, food plants or anything like that? Would this uh, also be good for that? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So when we started, we were really focused on being a telematics business. So we were focused on companies and organizations that had a fleet of commercial vehicles. And that has expanded into tracking construction equipment, Tracking um, construction equipment um, and companies wanted to track things that are often stolen or misplaced on job sites like welders and air compressors and uh, restoration companies have $2,000 dehumidifiers. So that was an expansion. We got into the camera systems on the safety side. Uh, We've also expanded into the, um, they're often referred to as blue lights or now red lights for forklifts where it can illuminate a a line or a circle or even a square around the forklift. So people, again, are in their surroundings can see that there may be a forklift coming around the corner. Um, and there are a variety of other safety products that we've gotten into or getting into. And um, essentially, if, if our customers say, hey, we want to also do this, we're going to be able to provide that service, that product for them. So when it comes to safety, we are primarily a, a technology provider solutions uh, organization. So from the blue lights to the camera systems to uh, the backup uh, beeping uh, sound that you hear on a lot of construction equipment. So when it comes to answering your question about the industries, um, we're in the majority of the commercial industries from construction to restoration, manufacturing, warehousing, logistics. Uh, we even do a little bit with ELD. But our, our sweet spot is primarily within the, the safety realm and the telematics realm. And really, Chris, um, this could be used for big companies and small companies. Really, size doesn't matter as far as who can use this equipment that you're offering, correct? Yeah, correct. And that, that was a big part in starting this company is we said, look, there are more small companies that either have four to six vehicles or four to six forklifts, mm-hmm. then there are companies that have 100 or 200 of those. And we said, look, if, if we can just build our portfolio slowly, grow, we're going to be successful because our goal was to provide the highest level of customer service possible. So if we have a client that starts with 10 GPS trackers for their fleet and they say, hey, we've got two forklifts, well, we can install blue light, we can install the camera system, 
and we can expand into new categories and new products for them. But we want to make sure that when someone's calling, they can talk to an owner or a manager at our company. They're, they're not going to go to a call center. They're not going to talk to someone who can't provide them an answer or a solution. And we also, as part of a differentiator said, we, we want to provide free and unlimited training. So whether that be training on the software, training on the hardware, we will go on site and we will provide that training to one or multiple people as many times as necessary because we know that if you're using the technology or if you know how to use it, you're going to see the return on investment. But what happens so often in, let's say, second or third generation family companies is that this is all new to them. And so if if they say, wow, this is really complex and challenging, they're going to be more apprehensive to want to use it. And then they'll, they'll call us in six months and say, hey, you know, we, we don't want this anymore. But we know that if we can provide that level of service, they're going to tell their friends and their family. And that's kind of what's been happening to our business is a lot of referral-based business because we take care of the people who need that level of service. And not everybody comes into this as an expert. Most, in fact, know very little about how it works. And we want to make sure we can be the ones to educate and empower them. Yeah, it sounds like, well, first of all, you have a lot of good things to offer a lot of people out there, but I love the training aspect. You know, you can give someone the best equipment out there, and we've talked about this in the past couple episodes ago with fall protection. If you don't know how to use it, it's not going to do anyone any good, and it's not going to keep people safe like it should. So that's Well, the implementation of just about anything, I think, just shows what Chris is talking about, really, is implementation of of making sure things are working, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, we can give a nice, shiny... um, product, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be used effectively until, you know, it's used and it takes a process. And that's where I think a lot of people and companies get a little impatient. Yep. So that's good that you're focusing, Chris, on the customer service aspect of that, following through with your product, not just dumping it off and saying, here you go. So very, very cool. Well, good. Well, Chris, we want to thank you for being on TED Speaks today. But most importantly, this is the best time of the of the show, as I always say, me being the positive safety coach, we have a couple fun jokes to ask you. I, the question is, though, Chris, are you ready for them? I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> or you, you think you, you had to think about that one for a while, huh? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't, know what I'm in, I don't know what's in store. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we. Yeah, exactly. What is the least popular party game in the mid- Midwest, Chris? Party theme. Oh, that that's a that's a good one, Ted. I did not party think about party that. game. Party yeah, game. Yeah, actually, it's party game. What's the least popular party game in the Midwest? Hmm. <laughs> party game. Now remember, we're in the, the Midwest. Donkey. What's that? Pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, that's a pretty good guess. Pretty close. Twister. Uh, <laughs> okay, I could definitely see that being, uh, being in the Midwest. Yeah. Yes. See, we tried to fit a Midwest joke in there. Anyway, <laughs> one last one. Uh, do you want to hear a joke about a pizza? I do. Okay. Well, never mind. It's too cheesy. <laughs> hey, Chris, thanks for being on uh, Ted Speaks as we were talking about uh, before. Um, and if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so we're pretty accessible. Um, you can visit us online at our website, www.midwestfleetandsafety.com. Uh, you can certainly send me an email, chris at midwestfleetandsafety.com, or feel free to reach me on my phone, 920-205-9644.
Well, great. And I think you have a lot of good things to offer a lot of people out there. So thank you very much for joining us and kind of uh, filling us in on what you have to offer. We appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris, and have a super safe day. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 